Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is With Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Friday, November 6. As unfortunately predicted, Italy has exceeded 40,000 coronavirus victims. Yesterday we lost another 445 Italians and by now we are approaching 500 deaths per day. And this figure is destined to remain high for many days, even in the best case scenario. It gives me the shivers to say this. From today, the new restrictions are active with Italy divided into three zones depending on the severity of the risk. The red ones are the most severe restrictions, then the, then the orange ones, then the yellow ones. Each week, 21 parameters indicate the trend for each region and describe three requirements. The monitoring capacity, the capacity for diagnostic assessment, investigation and management of contacts, the results related to the stability of transmission and health services. So it is not just the number of positives, but more complex data. However, this is Italy, and therefore almost none of the 20 presidents of the 20 Italian regions is satisfied with the color, and therefore the related rules that the Ministry of Health has assigned to it. Lombardy disputes that it has been classified as red together with Calabria, Piedmont and Valle d'Aosta, therefore with the most severe containment measures. Campania is classified orange, but wanted to be among the red regions with stricter restrictions. Calabria will even resort to administrative justice because it has been declared red zone even if it has few positives, pretending to ignore its very strong deficiencies and structural limitations of intensive care and regional health personnel, so it is in the red zone for reasons of prevention for tomorrow more than real contagion today. Among other things, there is a controversy in progress because it seems that the Calabria region is communicating suspicious and probably false data on the number of actually occupied intensive care units because of the COVID. And this certainly does not support the regional executives, which are at the moment provisional because a few days ago the president elected in January 2020 suddenly died, but not because of the coronavirus. Sicily is in the orange zone, but protests because it claims that it should be yellow, i.e. the kind of zone with the lowest number of restrictions. In Piedmont and Lombardy yesterday, the last possible day, many citizens escaped to the holiday homes they own in Liguria, a region that, unlike Piedmont and Lombardy, is not in the red zone and therefore has fewer restrictions. In Liguria they are not happy about this, they are afraid that with those citizens also the virus will move. We must remember that in Liguria they already have a danger being at the border with France, where for days there have been and still are two and a half times the number of positives compared to Liguria, and there is a daily flow of commuters who cross the border back and forth for work. The only region to have ended up in the red zone without protest is Valle d'Aosta, which however, by the way, has not even communicated official and complete data on the contagion for three weeks now. So from today, in some Italian regions there is a new lockdown, <clears throat> although lighter, certainly different from the first one. The first one has been widely accepted. Uh, everyone understood in March that it was a necessary evil and there were no protests even from the inevitably most affected categories. The second one comes with a second wave, certainly not unpredictable. It started in June in Spain and in July in France, while Italy was the first to be hit by the first wave. Much of what would be needed today is not available and the government and the regions have failed to ensure that there was enough. Safe and accountable public transportations, swaps, broadband in schools, medical personnel, flu vaccines, forced ventilation systems in rooms open to the public and in schools, technological trade tracking protocols that favor home care. 
In addition, the first lockdown came at the end of the winter tourist season and the summer season has been saved. This instead threatens that the winter season, which for some sectors and territories is the basis of their economy. The economic damages are systemic, not collateral. They are not all restorable. Obviously, out of sense of responsibility, the lockdown is obeyed, but it could be anticipated if necessary and not done in an emergency close to the most intense consumption season of the year. And above all, it could have been saved if the summer had not passed in vain. We knew that we had the lowest hospital bedding per inhabitant ratio in Europe, the oldest public transport fleet with inadequate ventilation systems, a higher percentage of the elderly population than in the whole of Europe. We knew that the most productive part of the country is in the Po Valley, humid and cold for six months, with a greater tendency to the spread of respiratory diseases. <coughs> we knew that the territorial health with differences was heavily unprepared. We knew perfectly well our fragility and for the first time in history, Europe guaranteed us unlimited funding to deal with the emergency, but we did not keep it. Those who govern us at national and local level have resoundingly failed. So there are many Protestants and Italians accepting restrictions with much less spirit of collaboration. However, with a I leave you with the good news as I always try to. <clears throat> there is a material that is leading to a new technological revolution in various sectors of the economy from civil aeronautics components to textiles. It is graphene. The novelty is that now graphene fabrics can be anti-COVID thanks to an Italian company founded by a family of Italian entrepreneurs engaged for over 60 years in the textile field uh, who has obtained the antiviral certification. The fabric developed thanks to the extrusion of graphene applied directly during the yarn production phase demonstrates the antiviral action of this material. It eliminates the virus deposited on the fabric and guarantees protection, strongly reducing the possibility of transmission. Through studies and continuous laboratory tests, Italians have been able to apply graphene to the main textile fibers such as nylon, polyester, wool, and cotton, transforming traditional products into smart textiles without altering their natural composition or design. Italian innovation, once again, continues to amaze. It's all for now, it's all for today. I'll see you on Monday. Please continue to stay safe and take care of yourselves. It's very, very dangerous out there, so please, please protect yourselves. Wear the mask and uh, do whatever you can to protect yourself. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was with Italian News. Ciao from Rome. I'll see you on Monday.